Hi, I'm Harriet Tugsman. And I'm Jay. And this is that phone call you received about your renewal of your insurance that you didn't pick up, and then, oh my god, your insurance actually needs to be renewed. And you are listening to Wait, Take Me Off Speaker. Hi, sis. How are you doing today? It has been a long day. It's been a long week, and it's only Wednesday. You are so inspiring to all those listening right now. Uh, <laughs> listen, sis, uh, this is life. This is real, <laughs> okay? Work has picked this up. This is my life. Cut me into pieces. I messed it up. You I? did. You sure did. Okay, I tried. I tried white culture. Here we go. <laughs> I tried white culture. Were you trying to do uh, cut my life into pieces? This is my last resort. I was trying to get there and I thought it was like, my life is sad. Cut it into pieces. <laughs> I mean, same. Same. I thing. mean, like, that was the emotional context of that line. You were there. You did it. I got there. You I did. just was, you know, I broke it down. You are now listening to, what is the podcast? Uh, dissect. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how are you feeling about uh, tomorrow's show? Tomorrow, I'm feeling really good about it. This is our, I, I talked about it previously, in time? Where are we in time? I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> We're you right see, here. So we record these a couple of times in advance. So I have no idea where this is airing. So I'm thinking, okay, so the show just happened. By the time this airs, the show was last week. Yes. So. But we can just talk about it like I'm you're gonna talk about the like show. How it was. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you talk things into existence. Talk it into existence, sister. You Go know, ahead. it's like, I feel like I'm one of those reality shows where like, you know, you fucked up already, but then they have me in there being like, yes, I'm the best. I'm going to kill this challenge. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's chocolate. Like, it you know, it's, it's getting very that, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to. So yes, uh, I have another show tomorrow. It's another installment of Friendly Black Hotties. Uh, Nyla the Doll, who I've competed with in a couple of drag competitions around the show. She's our special guest. She just um, uh, was competing in the semifinals for Drag Wars, which oh is my a God. big competition show. Uh, did you see her do that backflip? I've seen her do multiple things. Okay. <laughs> and, when, and when I say that, like, if I show up to, like, one, I'm super excited. Like, I can't wait. Because I've always seen her in competition mode. Mm. And I feel like, you know, to get the essence of a queen, you have to kind of see them when they're not in competition mode. Okay. When they're actually having fun, because drag is really fun, but but you're in everybody wants to win. You want to do things, you know, so sure. you win. So I'm really excited to get to see them outside of the competition space. You know, our show is, as I've said plenty of times before, it's for us black folks to do what we want to do, mm -hmm. um, which I will be doing a her tap number tomorrow, which I am very excited about. Hotep, her tap. I, I just okay. This is a very different side of Harriet. Not really. It's the same side. It's just I don't get to do this. All that I'm saying is I'm very excited to see her perform. She's a powerhouse. Every time I've seen in, in a competition and I know she's in it, I know I'm about to lose. Uh-huh. You've said. You've said. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited to do this number. I'm actually really excited for this show. It's one that I felt like was one of the weirdest themes, which is back to school. But mm -hmm. like it kind of reinvigorated the creative juices, which have been going on dry for a little bit. Oh, and our group numbers I'm really excited about. And I'm really excited to do this Hotep number. Yeah, I wanna can you uh for the listeners that don't know what a what a Hotep and now a Hertep is, can you give them a little definition? 
So for me, Hotep originate not originally for me, I first started seeing it when I was walking around Herald Square and there was this group of black men, uh, some of African descent, some of uh, from Africa. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can describe it. They usually are spewing out men's rights <laughs> sayings. Uh-huh. You know, women should be this. If you're this, you're not that. You know, if then, not that. Mm-hmm. You know, very, mm-hmm. very similar things. But it was usually coded towards black women. Yeah. So because it's back to school and I want to kind of touch on every education space. Mm-hmm. So I mixed in Robin Thede's Dr. Shabazz. I can never remember her name. From Black Lady Sketch Show. And she's oh, a tap. Yeah. So I mixed that with master teacher from Erica Badu. Oh. So it's like a number that is very fubu. Like, I am speaking directly to blackness. I'm speaking directly to those. So I am looking forward for there to be a couple of confused white faces in the audience, not understanding the layers of what, what these jokes are. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to confusing people. Go off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, don't Hoteps also sort of spew the... Think of, um, who's that dude? Dr. Umar. <laughs> right. Who's not an actual doctor. Not at all. No. You know, has nine wives. Right. But well, no, what I was getting at was, don't Hoteps also do the thing where they're like saying that, oh, you're just trying to emasculate the black man and our masculinity I mean, is our power their, and all that's of that. part of their rhetoric. Yeah. I mean, anything that's anti-women, you know, of women having power is always going to be seeming anti-men to them. Sure. So, yeah, they're definitely in that lane, full, wide load in that lane. Mm-hmm. But they also, from my understanding and my experience with it, it's also very, like, black supremacy. I think it, I can't say I have stayed long enough in Herald Square to see the rest of it. Because <laughs> usually, like, they're, I'm going to say within the first seven seconds, they've said something that has gotten my blood boiling. Mm-hmm. They're very anti-queer, anti, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. I was on the train and I was like, they're this, they're the opposite coin, I want to say. Them and MAGA people are very similar. Very, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I think they're of the same coin, two different sides. Yeah. So if you think of that, that is kind of like the hotep and all that bullshit. Yeah. I keep thinking about the the episode of Dear White People, like the Netflix series, where um, they had the the one hotep that was hitting on, God, why can't I think of the character's name right now? I was going to say the beautiful black girl, but they all are, so it's like, <laughs> that doesn't matter. I also, I started watching a couple of episodes, but I never really got into it. I really? I the movie. Who played, who started the movie? Because they changed the girl. Mm, was it Tessa Thompson? I'm going to look it up, because I don't know off the top of my head. But isn't the Wait, writer... how far did you get into the show then? Uh, like, I still was, first season? Oh, yeah. I did not com- finish the first season. Wow. Neat. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is still Tessa Thompson. It in was the, Tessa in the Thompson? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought so. I heard her talk outside of acting, and I was like, oh, this is what your voice sounds like. She kind of changes her voice oh. a little bit. Why? I wonder why. She's, I don't know, but like, I was like, oh, you're from California. It's not like Valley, but I can tell she's from California. Where, as in, like, I've never heard her talk outside of Westworld or things I've seen her acting in. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is what this you sound is interesting. Like. like, have you ever thought about that? Like, oh, this is what you actually sound like. You know, every time we find out a black dude is from UK. Yeah, uh, I knew <laughs> like, you were gonna oh. say that. <laughs> or every. What actor is from Australia or UK? Right, like... It's like, damn. Have you ever heard Hugh Laurie's actual voice? No. Completely different, like... Is he is he British? I think he's he British. He is British. Yeah. I think I have heard him. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're watching House, it's like... Was he not British in that? No. 
In my mind, he was British. <laughs> He's also a blues musician. Mm. And then, like, he starts playing blues guitar and, like, singing and stuff. You're like, what is happening? In-house? No. Oh. Like, outside of the show. Like, outside of, like, a separate profession. Hey, you said you gotta get multiple checks. Listen, I ain't mad at it. <laughs> but what I was saying is there's there's an episode in, in Dear White People where the character Joelle is, like, really being pursued by this dude. And she's super into him. And she's feeling like a queen and all this. And then he lets his whole type of ways start to slip out. And one of the guys, like, goes to defend her. And she's like, no, 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 no. I got this. And then just reads this hotel for absolute garbage. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I was not expecting that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, so as soon as you said Hotep, I, that's immediately where my, my mind went. What I would say is the key factor for Hotepness is referring to women as females. I hate when I hear that. I hate it, too. I used to like have to like remind one of my younger cousins, like, you mean women? Women. And he'd be like, females. I was like, women? Women? But they'll always be like, and females. Uh, and it's like, okay. So it's like in the first three seconds of them talking, like it's hard to stand there mm -hmm. and watch them. But they usually are wearing all white, <laughs> which is funny. Which is interesting. Um, they usually have some sort of aroma where it's oils, but you don't know what oils it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it is very pungent. <laughs> They usually have a bunch of signs. I mean, they kind of like are the other coin of the people uh, of what's that church that's terrible that always pickets every queer. Oh, is they it Westboro? Yes, it is. And you know, it's like Westboro those signs Baptist. you're burning in hell. They have signs like that, but it's just you know specific to the hotel ways. Mm -hmm. Oh, those they usually Westboro will call people. out women on the street if the women aren't appearing to be in line with Hotep ways. Good lord. So there's a lot of battles that's usually happening. It's just a lot of... I don't see it on Herald Square. I wonder if they just got like... Did someone run them out? Couldn't tell you. I never knew... I never saw them over there. The only reason I know as much as I know about Hotep is because I used to work with one. Mm. And I watched him slowly... What was it like looking in the mirror? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Shame How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I watched him go from being just like your regular, average, normal black dude who just, you know, complains about the bullshit that black people have to go through to slowly transforming into I'm blackity black and I'm black, y'all, to becoming a hotep. And I was like, oh, no, this is this is not going down the right road. Turn back. Turn back now. Where is he now? I, I don't know. And we never saw Denise Richards ever again. You don't know that reference either. And you're never going to watch that. What is it? It's Housewives of Beverly Hills. As You're never going to get to that. I, I don't have any intention on it. I mean, yeah. I would, Why did you watch that? Because it was kind of like the show is built around wealth and excess of it. And uh -huh. I felt like Beverly Hills, I first was interested in it because like they actually had wealth. I've heard this before. So I was like, oh, I'm actually interested in seeing what this is like, you know, or I guess I want to see what extravagant ways they live. And so that's when I, I started that. watching it. Mm -mm. Yeah, no. It's interesting. From like a sociological place, it's interesting. I just keep thinking like, I don't care about your rich people problems because you talk about your problems like they're actual real problems and a lot of them aren't. Like I work with this girl who... I'm not going to put her business out there, but like she's say her name. I will not. But she's like constantly just complaining about stuff to me. And it's very clear that like she comes from a very wealthy family. And the stuff that she's complaining about is like, girl, why are you even saying this out loud? Mm, that's hot. So 
Beverly Hills can keep it for me. No thanks. I don't need to see how extravagantly you live. Because all I'm gonna do in my head is be like, I'm never gonna have that. You see, and this is why you will never be in that place because you as a black man, oh, no. subject yourself oh, to the thinkings of the wild white ways. Mm. You can have that, see, that was a little hotel. The wild <laughs> white ways. WWW. <laughs> but I will have to say now that there's black Garcelle's on this show, I do enjoy it every time she checks these women. Oh, okay, so there's someone checking them. But, like, it took 13 seasons. Oh, was. no. There was another, I think there was a Latina, but she didn't really, like, hold her weight on that show. Mm -hmm. But Garcelle, Garcelle has the line of the season right now. Which Erica's is? like, are you trying to make me look bad? She's like, I don't have to make you look bad. You do that all on your own. And I was like, <laughs> gathered. <laughs> <laughs> Not this goofy laugh. I I wonder. Damn, I thought I was gonna go one episode without bringing up Beyonce. Mm. Wow. Don't be disrespectful. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> what I was going to say is, I wonder what Hotep's think about Beyonce. I think she's the the worst person. Uh huh. On the it's her Oprah. <laughs> her Oprah, uh, Serena Williams, Rihanna, Rihanna. Who would else be like on there? You can never listen to this. And Nicki Minaj. Though Nicki Minaj kind of, I don't know. She kind of has. She has, um. <laughs> oh, speak your mind. Ways. <laughs> oh, Lord. Like some of the things she just says, I'm just like, mmm. She's <laughs> like, ah. Mm. Like the way she's like, this, her, have you seen like her latest Twitter rant? No. She went on Queen Radio talking about random things. I just... Where I did the Hertep jump out? Her, a lot of her Hertep jumps out is that she she attacks a lot of women. She uses her platform to attack a lot of women. And she doesn't hold the same men that she works with accountable. Oh. And, and there's one thing I'm not saying. And for her, because she does a lot of things publicly, I expect her to hold other people accountable publicly. Okay. You know, there's some people who just don't. Mm -hmm, to bring mm -hmm. up Beyonce, you know, it was rumored that she does not work with anyone who's ever had a whiff of assaulting people in the music industry. So, like, that's one way, you know, you, you set standards, but she doesn't. Right. But it's just kind of like, why are you calling out people? And then you call out people where you don't say their name. So then it puts people in a frenzy. And, you know, the Twitterverse loves to attack women, especially black women. So I feel like she just does things that, sure, you can have a problem with some, but maybe you should have handled that differently. Yeah, this just sounds messy. With, like, no point sort of like if you're gonna if you're gonna call out certain things but you're not gonna say the name what are you really calling out i mean you're just kind of i don't know but yeah so sometimes i feel like she has a little bit of her tap ways okay miss Nicki minaj but yeah beyonce oprah and serena i think are probably like their three that they hate the most well haters don't hate <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of beautiful black women and their power and being amazing we know that this little mermaid trailer has finally dropped mm -hmm. tell me your thoughts tell me your feelings around everything surrounding it so obviously i would i would assume that you enjoyed the vocal stylings i'll say this little mermaid was my favorite Okay. Like, Little Mermaid was probably my queer awakening. Okay. I remember being like, I, I remember being like, I know this movie is telling me that I should like Ariel, but I wanted to give up my legs for Prince Eric. You know what I mean? Okay. I was like, 
I'm not liking who I know this is telling me who I should be liking. I have questions. <laughs> so for me, I love The Little Mermaid. was very happy to hear that it was going to be a woman of color. That little tidbit was great, but what I really want to know and what really is going to do it for me is I want to hear what Sebastian sounds like. That is what I truly care about. I truly care about Kiss the Girl. That to kiss me... Kiss the Girl. Kiss the Girl. Like, to me, that is really what a lot of that movie is on, like, the precipice of am I going to like this or not. Uh-huh. Do we know who's playing? I saw Sebastian? who's playing him, but I have no idea his name. I've never heard him sing. I think he might be, I think he might be from, uh, what's that, what's that Broadway show that just killed everything? Oh, it's David Diggs? That guy. Interesting. What is he from? Hamilton. Uh, th that that Broadway show. That's what I thought. <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. And I also could have won. Uh, and like, no tea, no shade. Actually, all shade. Melissa McCarthy kind of plays the same role in every movie. I kind of thought they could have done a, bit, a, a different casting. Not that I'm upset. I'm not that I don't like this, but I thought there could have been a different casting for Ursula. I really wanted a drag queen for Ursula. I think we all did. But sure, but we were not going to get that. Of course not. But. Having Melissa McCarthy play Ursula, I mean, maybe I'm just used to seeing Melissa McCarthy in comedy stuff where she's playing like something really funny. So I don't. What have you found her funny in outside um, of Bridesmaids? I, that was yeah. exactly what I. Oh no, she's. Uh, what was that movie where she played a cop? I don't know. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> I, actually, most stuff that I've seen her and I've enjoyed her. Uh, in. Uh, was actually, it? I did think she was funny in Spy. She was funny in Spy. The Heat with Sandra Bullock? Yeah, I enjoyed her in that. I did not watch that. Okay, all right. So You know what? I take it back. I take it back. She does have some funny movies. Because I thought she was funny in Identity Theft. Mm -hmm. Thief. Um, the Boss started off to be funny. I didn't finish it, so I, I can't tell. What would you come at her for? Just, just ready. Just ready to come for her. But I do think they are a lot of the same. Right, so They're, for her she's to... She's very Adam Sandler. I put her Adam Sandler... Yeah, I can see that. Um, ben Stiller for a while. They were all playing the same joking person. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. But so then to do you feel like this is a, a change for her to play Ursula then? Time will tell. I have to wait and see. Because I don't think that she's going to play Ursula funny. She probably will end up. Mm. But I want to figure out who's going to be the bad bitch version of her. Because you remember when she went to like, she stole Prince Eric? Like, who's going to be the bad bitch? That would have been funny Who if it is was Prince Eric. I don't know. I'm just like looking at the cast at this point. I'm just like, who are you people? But back to Miss Miss Bailey. So obviously, you know, when they first announced that she got cast, there's all of the, oh, not my Ariel, not this, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay, the trailer comes out. She is, as I've stated, dog walking people with these vocals and people just like, I'm not surprised that people are doubling down on the fact that they dislike that Ariel is being played by a black woman. But it's just the the reasoning that people have that is coming out around all of this. That it's just like, to hear grown-ass men be like, oh, Ariel's supposed to be white with red hair. And here's the scientific reason why Ariel is supposed to be white. Like... We're talking about a movie. Did you know that dragons were supposed to have dreadlocks? Nigga, who? What? Dragons have dreadlocks. 
because dragons were known to live scientifically in the area that has been warmer areas. And because of that, that means that their hair naturally has a little bit more coily, a little bit more of that 4C texture, which in turns, because there was no one there, it turns into dreadlocks. Scientifically. Fucking idiots. Exactly this is fantasy. This. this is fantasy. Like, I, like I, well, I'm not surprised. It's just kind of like, what, what, what are you doing, you idiot? Like, why are what you, are you doing, doing? Why are you, what are you defending? What are you defending and who are you defending it for at this point? You need point? to go to jail. Like, go to jail. You it, have too much free time. It's so frustrating. But my favorite clap back out of all of this has always been, and Jesus was not white. <laughs> so anytime I see that clap back and people are just like, well, um, uh, well, Mike, we're talking fantasy. We're talking fantasy. We're talking beyond fantasy. We're talking about something that's based off of a goddamn cartoon. But the thing that frustrated me the most is when someone was like, oh, well, what if you were just to make Pocahontas white? It's the same thing. I mean, they mm. kind of did. Girl, when they brought her over, did you see Pocahontas too? I did not see Pocahontas. I didn't even know there was a Pocahontas too. Uh, but like the fact that we're talking about Pocahontas, someone who was a real person, right? The entire idea is about this. This is an indigenous person. It wouldn't make sense for them to suddenly be cast as a white person. Literally flips the entire story on its head. None of that makes sense. But this, we're talking about the Little Mermaid. We're talking about a fantasy person we're talking about a talking crab and a sea witch like what are we doing here's the thing there since like i don't know it's this is very hotep they're choosing obscure obscure is the theme of this episode hoteps i think it is at this point <laughs> obscure references or obscure facts of some weirdness to try to like prove a point mm -hmm. but like since the dawn of time whiteness has been every race when uh -huh. they have wanted to yep 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 so Say when that. it comes down to like blackface when it comes down to even modern day uh cleveland was voiced by a white man Yep. There's that's modern day. Just mm -hmm. now did they move to having full actual the race of the person that's the cartoon actually maybe being part of that, at least mixed with that race. Yeah. So it's kind of like just go to jail. Go, <laughs> go, to, directly jail. go directly to jail. To jail. And, and also I want the FBI to look at your computers and what you're looking at if this is what you're concerned about. I'm gonna say it. Like every time someone says, and it's a grown person over the age of one years old who says that, <laughs> let's look at their his search history. Let's let's FBI go look into that. If you could just, they're worried about much. kids things. I'm worried about them. It has been very heartwarming though to see like all of the little you know black and brown girls seeing this Little Mermaid and what their responses have been to it. Just because like aside from just being able to see yourself represented and a princess or see yourself represented in something like this, right? Uh-huh. And just for reference, Pocahontas' singing voice was a white woman, a Jewish woman from New York. Just don't let that be known. I hate it here. But what I was going to say is just like, it's been a proven fact that kids can perceive race and attribute certain uh, ideas to things like skin color. Right. There's been many tests that prove it, many uh, experiments that I think there I think one of the earliest experiments around it were, you know, s seating young children in a room, young girls specifically in a room with 
a black dog and a white dog, and they they attributed a lot of positive aspects to the white dog and a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of negative ones to the black doll. This is what we're talking about. This is why stuff like this is important to get all up in arm. Like, what? How long did it take for us to even get a black princess in Disney? Right. I mean, yeah, Princess Ty- uh, uh, yeah, Tiana. Yeah, that's Tiana. Right, and that was what two thousand. We were in the two thousand tens. Right, especially with Walt Disney's history. Mm-hmm. 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 Come on now. So it's like sit down, let Miss Pally have this and enjoy this, and let all of the little black and brown girls enjoy this, and get off your fucking high horses of well, the this doesn't make sense because she's underwater and melanin in the sun and shut shut up, shut up, sit down, enjoy the movie. If you have children. Like, here's another thing. It's like, CPS. I wonder if a lot of these people are even, a lot of people that are complaining about this, do you even have kids? Like, are you arguing for your kids or are you arguing for your quote unquote childhood? I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to be 100 feet yeah. from the <laughs> It's all very annoying, but I cannot wait to see the movie. And now I'm very curious to hear uh, Kiss the Girl now that you've mentioned it. The true crime in this is Aquafina as Scuttle. Like, those are the two characters I really care about. I care about. Sebastian and Scuttle. And I don't know what's going to happen there. I might walk out if I'm upset with, like, their singing <laughs> voices. I might walk out. I might walk out. I might just say, you know what? It's not. It's not for me. What else is going on in the world, girly girl? Well, I'm very excited and happy for Abbott Elementary. Woo! For all of the Oscars, the Emmy wins. Like, that, I have... I have not waited. I have not watched a show like that where I couldn't wait for the next week. Because usually, like, my attention span is like a goldfish. Okay. Like, I'll start, like, we just talked about, like, not finishing Dear White People because I probably started watching something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, for me to come back week after week to watch that show was, like, hella happy for that. God, I love it so much. Um, Shirley Ralph was such, such an anchor of that show. So happy that she got to win um, that historic win, being the second black woman after Jackie Harry. That's crazy. And two two seven. Which oh, I love that show. Also, this I love two two seven. I want to do a two two seven theme show. Do but, it. Um, yeah, Quinta. That is so crazy that the girl from sorry, the female. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the female from that vine. Ooh, he got money. Ooh, he got money. Has like grown and like talk about a hustle that not only have you started on vine you went to do things for buzzfeed mm-hmm. you were on black lady uh sketch show black female sketch show <laughs> and to getting your own show on abc to knocking it out of the park in your first season to having this historic emmy wins like some sometimes like one of my high thoughts is like what if white people just really let plcs exist and the leaps and bounds of science, music, and culture we would have. Yeah. I honestly think, like, if you didn't snuff out lights, like, this is my hype. Like, you just didn't snuff out these young folks. Mm-hmm. The cure for cancer was there. The cure for so many things are, like, if we, if you actually just let us be. And so when you get to see someone just keep persevering through all this... It's just, it warms my heart and it makes me think about like, what could be if this world just let us, let us be and let us do what we do. What was, I'm trying to think for some reason, like the name of the TV show is just completely escaping me. 
it was on HBO, and there was like that really super Afrofuturistic episode where the woman goes into um, space. Um, um, Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Like as you were talking, I just kept thinking about that specific episode, and just like thinking about how far along we could be in so many things, right? If black people and people of color in general were just given the space to do it, mm-hmm. right? I'm so happy for Quinta. Yeah, like just incredibly happy for Quinta. Another person that I'm very excited for is Lizzo. Did you see what she won? She beat out Drag Race she for like the first time in like Drag Race a decade. I was like, I kept thinking, oh, I haven't heard anything about Drag Race getting, you know, a bunch of Emmys this time. Like, what's going on? And I'm looking it up, and I was just like, Lizzo for, uh, what is it called? An outstanding competition show or something like that? Yeah. Is it called Big Girls? Uh, it's a dance competition show, I believe, on Prime. Uh, watch out for the big girls. Watch out for the big girls. Yes. Two times for the big girls. Emmy for outstanding competition series. Mm. Did I you watch like, it? I have not seen a single episode. Are you a competition reality show watcher no i didn't think you were nope i'm not you're a scripted bitch okay scripted shows you guys call me a bitch though you're a a scripted miss bitch (laughs) (laughs) i mean like the only the only competition shows that i typically would watch would would be singing shows and even i've fallen off with all of that a long time ago Mm. because it became very obvious that like the one show that i really got into was the voice uh, it became very clear that the show was more about the judges and less about the contestants. I never quite understood the voice. They would be, they have their backs turned around and they would hit, they would spin around. Mm-hmm. And then what happened after that? Then it was just a normal singing competition show. So it's like the way that you're choosing who gets on the show or choosing who gets to work with these judges, you're basing it off of nothing but their voice, right? That's why the chairs are turned. They can't see them. They're not basing it off of look and marketability or anything like that. It's just based off of their voice. But then everything after that, it's like, it's okay. It's based off of look, marketability. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. We're not that show until the second episode. Like, okay, girl. We get to the second part of the show and it's like everything goes out the window. But I don't know that. And this is kind of another reason I kind of stopped watching the show is... There has been no big name that has come out of that show after what, like 15 plus seasons at this point? You don't have one huge star? One? I was going to ask, has anybody won a Grammy from that? Not a single person as far as I've seen. Mm-hmm. I could not, I can't even tell you any of the names of the winners at this point because like nobody really went anywhere. I remember there was this, no, I was going to try in my memory. My memory said no. <laughs> but there was this girl that it was just, it was a, it was a song. <laughs> what? It was this black girl. I believe she had either a shaved or bald head. Okay. And she sang the hell out of this one song. And I remember, like, Diddy might have reposted it on something. From The Voice? I think it was from The Voice. Does this ring a bell at all? Mm, not for me. Mm. Not, oh, not. Well. I kind of want to say that maybe you're thinking of The Four. What the was fuck she is young? The four? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, I mean, like, I'm going to say she looked in between her 20s and 30s. Okay, no. The girl I'm thinking about was looked definitely, like, younger than 20. Um, speaking of competition shows, one of, uh, there's this competition show, I think it happens in Manila, and it's this girl, and, like, every time she, so, like, you know, like, it's, like, who's going to the next round, it's one person versus one, and so she's sitting there, and they call her name, and she just starts crying, or she, like, starts faking crying, and then she, like, looks up, and, like, sticks her tongue out, and then goes right back into crying. Have you seen that gift? Uh, no. 
Let me see if I can fold. I feel like I bookmarked it recently. What show is it from? It's a sh- it's a singing competition show in Manila. Oh, okay. And it is one of my favorite things to watch. Let me see if I can. While you're it. looking that up, you know what still blows my mind is the fact that Jesse J joined a singing competition show and like I want to say it was in I want to say China. Did she <laughs> Did she win? Of course she won. Oh. But it was just like, girl, why are you doing this? And then I found out later that it's like, if I'm remembering this properly, it was a singing competition show for celebrities, people that are already celebrities in the country. And But she opted to join, like she tried out and joined the show. Literally every episode, anytime she sang, it was like everyone in the competition was just watching her in amazement. Just gliding through this competition. I feel like I randomly remember hearing about this. Was there like a big debate if she should have been on that show? Uh, that I don't know. Why would she go on a competition show? I don't know. Did she I, ever do an interview? Like That is so odd. It was the weirdest thing. And of course, like she's going up and she's singing like Whitney Houston songs. And like she's saying... You know, my heart will go on and like all this, all these huge songs and everyone is just in awe of her. I'm like, if I were a contestant in this show and I watched Jesse J walk on the stage and be like, I'm competing. It's like, why would you even stay? What is the show at this point? <laughs> I would sue. I would sue the show. But like, you know who the hell she is. Did you find what you were looking for, I my dear? I did find. I don't know. I don't want to butcher her name. Well, let me just show you this. Like, oh, is this loading? I'll post it on the... Here we go. Post it as a story when we post the episode. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for y'all to see but this. But there's like a confirmation <laughs> of her doing this. Um, Save that right now so we can name put it up. is... Oh, God. Don't do it. Don't butcher it. Querubin <gasps> Lavoy. I don't Q-U-E-R-U- feel like that sounds right. Q-U-E-R-U-B-I-N. Okay. All right. Quit. 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 But she does like, if you Google it, she, she's like, you know, she's like, oh my God, this is happening. And then she like, <laughs> there's like a compilation of her doing this and it is absolutely amazing. I cannot wait it for y'all to see this. It is so funny. Oh, goodness gracious. Like, I would want to just watch. I think they picked, they kept picking her. Like, here's another side by side of her. What is this? Why is she doing this? Because <laughs> I think one, of, and I think the, the judge made her do something. Be like, and now do something, and then she would just do something randomly. Uh, but yeah, what a cartoon! I love that. <laughs> I love, I love her faces of her doing this. That's cute. But yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> well, we went from talking about no, um, no, 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 no. People who shouldn't be on singing competition shows. Like, she was a freaking, she was a judge on The Voice. Maybe? And I think this was before she was on the show as a, as, as a, a judge. So she was, she was on The Voice as a judge. Them checks ain't checking, I guess. And then she went on this other show as a contestant. I'm just like, how does none of this lines up? None of this makes sense. Like, do people not have TVs? Like, do people not have radio? Like, I don't get it. Does no one in China understand who Jesse J is? Which is possible. I don't know. Honestly, that could be possible. Yeah. I mean, they know now. She I don't is. know who Rita Ora is. She's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to drag Rita. I enjoy her music, but it's again. You do? Rita Ora? Yeah. I Name one of her it. songs. I couldn't do that. Yeah. Because, it, to your head, you because it sounds exactly like 
Kim Petras, and it sounds exactly like BB Rexha. Gun to your head, are you dying if you had to name one of her songs? Absolutely. One hundred percent. But if it's on, it's she's one of those girls where I'm like, oh, this is a really nice dance track. Oh, who is this? And I'm surprised that it's Rita Ora every time. Oh. And I'm just like, of course, I have. I never seem to remember this. It's either her or BB Rexha every single time. I also don't know what she looks like. Couldn't tell you. No. No clue. They could be the same person. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> have we seen them in the same room? I haven't seen them in any room. Is Jesse J. White? Yeah. Okay. Do you not know what Jesse J. looks like? I do. But you know, sometimes like, you know, we have that conversation about like, oh, we've done this. She's also in that category of like black scent singers. Mm, okay. And I think a lot of her aesthetic gives me pink when she was R&B pink, which we were also like, because she makes her light skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 So that's how I was like, she's white, right? She's white, white. Yeah, she's white, white. WWW? She's UK white. Wild white way? Stop it. Stop it. Let it go. Let it go. I'm going to make that shirt. <laughs> Wild white way. <laughs> <sighs> All right, girl. I'm going to call. Hello. No, I've never been to China. Yes, my name is Jesse J. Mm-hmm. I would love to say. Please welcome Harriet Tuxman to the stage for a spoken word performance. Don't stop. Pop that. Don't stop. Pop that pop. That pop that. Drop that pussy, bitch. It's Hazel E, baby. I'm young poppy champagne. They know the face. They know the name. Drop that pussy, bitch. What you twerking with? Work. 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 I got that work. What you twerking with? Don't stop. Pop that. Don't stop. What you twerking with? Pop that. Don't stop. Don't stop. What you twerking with? What you twerking with? Bitch. Stop talking that shit. Okay. And look at the chicks click for some. Okay. I look at money that don't fall. Why are these broke niggas so bold? Please be gone, 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 gone. Is it just me and all my hoes? Sticking to the G code. And I go twerk. I got that work. And I'm about to get his soul. They're talking that shit but they're talking about me got these broads all in my face i ain't trying to catch no case better beat that ass still in heels with a around my wrist looking flight heidi flight team all your hoes be nice molly molly don't stop Don't stop. Pop that. Pop that. Pop that. Drop that pussy, bitch. It's Hazel E, baby. (laughs) 
You had to sound so angry when you said, drop that pussy, bitch. <laughs> you better drop it. It's dropped. It's gone. I don't need it. You can have it. That was Poet Laureate Hazel E. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, we've, we've transitioned into lyrics now. <laughs> I just really wanted to like, I don't know why at the last minute that popped into my head. After talking about Jessie J and Blackson, I was like, Hazel E, pop that pussy. Why this? And then I started thinking of when she was on Ayanna Van Zandt's Fix My Life and she made her read her lyrics out loud. Oh, God. And she was like, pop that. Pop that. Pop that. Pop <laughs> that. Pop that. None of those lyrics made any sense. None. Zero. At all. Not a single one. She said, I'm getting all of that writing credit. You you sure are. You go right ahead. <laughs> She's not splitting that with anybody. So Do you that know was what Hazel E looks like? No, not a clue. Have you heard her name before? Yeah. From what? Uh, couldn't tell you. <laughs> but when you said Hazel E in the very beginning, I was just like, oh, we're, talking, we're reading song lyrics now. <laughs> what is she from? Um, her, her notoriety is from being on Love and Hip Hop. Okay. LA, Hollywood. Didn't know that there were different Love and Hip Hops. Oh yeah, there's regions. Another thing I will not be getting into. Yeah, I really don't recommend it. New York, <laughs> New York, the original season for New York is pretty good. Okay, the original season. The original season was pretty good because that was with Jim Jones. It, it was like at that time, you know, like when there's a new mold of a type of show. Yeah. And they're unaware of what that will ripple into. Uh-huh. You know, like a lot of these shows, the snake starts hitting its own tail. Yeah. That set the precedent of fledgling hip-hop artists going on a show, on a reality show, to hopefully breathe life into their career mm -hmm. but it rarely happens and jim jones girlfriend at the time stumps a girl on the show out oh wow so that was like kind of shitty for a while and then cardi b joined and then it was fun and then it went to be back to shit oh is that where cardi b came from well cardi b was like an instagram person and then she was known before love and hip-hop love and hip-hop just kind of Shot her out of a cannon even further. Got it. So, I mean, like, that's the way to do it. She was a meme queen for a long time. Mmm. Like, the hoes don't be cold came from her. Gotcha. It sounds like, like, that's the way to do it. It's like, have some sort of platform already and then use these other platforms, TV shows, movies, whatever, to push you over the edge, so to speak. I mean, I don't think that happens for anyone on that show. Well, what, I mean, what Besides were a lot of these Cardi. people doing before the show, though? Um, I don't know. Exactly. Like but Cardi had something going on before the show where people at least knew I think her it's name. easier to break on that show than it is for you to revive your career. Mm-hmm. But Trina's in the Miami one, and I feel like but Trina's been Trina. So I feel like there's some exceptions, but it's very hard. Trina's always going to have a following. As long as they're yeah, gay like blacks. Trina. As long as they're <laughs> gay blacks, Trina is sad. Like, Trina to me is kind of like what, uh, what's her name? Um, Kylie Minogue is to white gays. <laughs> like, Trina is that girl for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, she will always be booked at a pride. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know people that ride for Trina. So, yeah, I get it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you, did you have another dramatic reading that you were going to do? Uh huh. Do you want to do it? No. Oh, we're just, we're sticking yeah, with these. Yeah, we're going to stick with Hazel e. This is what we're doing. Yeah. All right. Okay. I want to spotlight that poet. Poet laureate. Hazel, Hazel e. e. From Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. <laughs> Annoying. Did you have any questions? So I posted looking for, for questions and things 
uh, a little earlier in the week and even uh, some stuff yesterday. And I didn't get questions as much as I got, <laughs> I got comments of some things that I would love for us to talk about. Okay, well, I have a couple of questions first. Okay, let's do that first then. What is something that you love to smell that is not supposed to be a fragrance? Oh, um, sawdust. Wow. Yeah. What does it do Easy. for you? I just love the way it smells. I couldn't tell you if whenever I was in woodshop when I was in high school, mm-hmm. favorite class to be in just because I absolutely love that smell. Was it like the moment it was freshly cut? Yes. Ooh. I smell it. I'm just like... <sighs> Crack it. <laughs> Very that. Like, I, lo- I love that smell. Absolutely love that smell. I kind of can see it. I do like that section around Home Depot when it's like all the wood. Mm-hmm. This is the gayest thing I think we've, I've ever said. <laughs> all the wood? Being around all the wood in Home Depot, I love the smell. <laughs> <laughs> is he gay? Is he a lesbian? Who knows? <laughs> um, I love the smell of a chlorine pool. Oh, God, really? I know. Not chlorine. Like, the moment I smell a little bit of chlorine, I think of swimming and I think of pool. So uh-huh. it's just like, oh, I'm It's so taking good. you there. Actually, I had a, a sort of a similar question when I was hanging out with some friends, uh, like, last weekend, where all of them in the room really love the smell of gasoline. I hate it. I I'm not going to say I love the smell, but it is an interesting smell. Can't stand it. It's something that, like, you know exactly what it is the moment you smell it. Yes, but I and mean, something to me like where it's never could be confused. Like, like I don't know how to explain this. But also, like, isn't any smell like you know what it is as soon as you smell it? No. Have you lived? You've lived in New York City. Sometimes you'd be like, "Is that piss? Is that piss? Is that shit?" No. No. If it's piss, I know that it's piss. Sometimes I'm like, "Is that light piss? Heavy piss? How long has that piss been sitting there?" <laughs> is it stale piss? Is it stale piss? Is it fresh piss? Oh God. Only in New York would you know the difference between fresh and stale piss now. <laughs> oh my god. Like, it is that kind of wildness. That's of... disgusting. <laughs> but I also love, like, um, the smell of a raisin box, which also is the same smell as cigarette boxes. I don't know what it is. A raisin box just makes me think of childhood for sure. But there's a smell to that raisin box that I've only found that's also, like, in a pack of cigarettes. That box that smells, I wouldn't know anything they have about. the same smell. Interesting. So is it just the cardboard? Is it just the box I'm pretty itself? sure it's the cardboard. I don't think it's the... My first time smelling it was a raisin box. And then mm-hmm. like 25 years later. <laughs> You're like, huh. I was like, I think I I, I have Does a... Does someone have raisins? <laughs> I steal people's cigarette boxes to get them stopping from like smoking. Friends, not random people. Just out here just stealing cigarette boxes. I was like, oh, got your carton, bitch. And I just like opened it and I was like, oh my God, this is the same smell I haven't smelled since I was a kid. Now you're addicted. No, I hate cigarette smoke. Going back to our last episode, that is a definitely ultimate red flag if you smoke. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of smokers. I, I will never. It's the breath. It has been it's a really taste. long time since I have kissed somebody that had cigarette breath, and I ended up doing it at Rock Bar like two weeks ago. There was this guy who was very attractive, and he kept looking at me. I was just like, oh, I didn't really think that this dude would be into me, whatever. And I go, and we're chatting, whatever, and we start to make out. And we were outside, and I make out with him, and it was like right after he had finished smoking his oh cigarette. Oh, my God. I have to be like, goodbye. It was Awful. How long did you keep up with it? Not too long? <laughs> too long. <laughs> long enough to know that that is not something I will allow to happen again. Mm. 
You got God, girl. I got God. Damn. 100%. Like. That's so disgusting. That's so upsetting. It's so upsetting, yeah. Uh, another smell that I really, 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 really love. Freshly blown out candles. Not the scent of the candle itself. The smell of the smoke. The smell of the smoke. Oh, we are on the opposite end. Oh, I love that smell. Love it. I love when I can put like a cover on top of a candle so I do not have to smell when it goes out. Oh, I love it. What do you mean? Because I feel like it, that one, that like five seconds of like that smoke going out uh-huh. will completely eviscerate whatever work the candle did. To me, and that's all I smell is just burnt. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I, I enjoy the candle smell while the, while the candle is burning, but I, I look forward to when I get to blow out the wick. I love it. <laughs> Now, what's a smell that you cannot stand? Bleach. Oh, God. That was quick. I hate it. I, 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 I hate when I have to clean the tub or something like that because I'll get, like, bleach cleaner. I absolutely cannot stand that smell. You do know there are other options, right? Yeah, so that's why I typically, oh. like, avoid getting it unless, unless it's necessary. <laughs> it's kind of like, I have to clean this tub with only bleach. Which... No, like, if I'm at my mom's house and she's like, can you help me clean the tub? I mean, it's like, like sounds like you raised in a black household. Period. <laughs> Very bad. All right. Glad we understand each other. But it was just like, I, I, I cannot stand that smell. Oh, my God. Speaking of bleach. So, uh, and, you know, growing up in a black household, uh, once when I was little, I was helping my mom clean the house and she accidentally mixed bleach and ammonia. <gasps> I did that too. And smoked us out the house. <laughs> we were coughing, eyes teary. It was, it was insane. And we, we didn't know what was going on because we didn't know. We didn't know you couldn't mix these two cleaners. Doesn't that make mustard grass? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember being like, what is, I'm just trying to clean this thing and I can't breathe. What is happening? It's like, why do they just let you buy these things? There's no warning on anything to say, hey, don't mix with this. We, we probably could have sued. I don't think you would have won. Why not? Said respectfully. But like... There was probably a warning on that bottle. There was no warning on that bottle. On both? On both bleach and there the was ammonia? No, there's definitely no warning on the, the bottle of bleach for sure. Well, lawyers reach out. Do we have a case? Do we have a case? <laughs> I need to know. Do y'all still have the bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if they're on bottles now. Um, but yeah, bleach is a hard stop. I, I cannot stand that smell. I did that my freshman year. No, my sophomore year in college. I was cleaning the tub. There it is. And I did it. And then like, I, I guess, I don't know which one was first, but then I started seeing smoke coming up. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> in those like instinctual things, I knew it wasn't right. And I was like, let me open this window and drain this. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. What else is something that you cannot stand the smell? Gasoline. I already said mine is like cigarettes. My other one is gasoline. Cigarettes when they have been smoking straight. Like, you know when you smell someone, like going back to the stale piss, fresh piss, <laughs> there's fresh cigarette smell and there's like, you only smoke in this shirt. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's that makes me actually start to gag. Ooh, it's just covered layers of it. What's strange is I do not mind the smell of cigarette smoke. I don't want to taste it on your lips. And I don't like when someone's house smells like I it. I taste it. You lick it. Unique. And Renaissance has made its appearance again. Keep going. <laughs> Contractually, I have to do that every podcast. <laughs> um, it was a blood oath. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I will have tickets as soon as they arrive. Um, (laughs) 
but yeah, like I, I can be around the smell of smoke. I don't enjoy it, but like I can be around it. Maybe just because it reminded me of my dad when I was little, because he used to smoke, um, or my my uh, grandfather on my mom's side. Mm. But I hate when someone's house smells like cigarettes. I hate that. My downstairs neighbors, when we first moved in, would smoke in the apartment, and it would drive me insane. Uh, so it got to the point where me and Jonathan would, would uh, anytime they would... Would y'all pour water? Mm, pour water. Oh, never mind. Interesting. More on that later. Uh, um, no, anytime that they would they would be smoking downstairs, we would just start stomping around the apartment until they stopped. I don't know oh, if they figured out apartment? that in their apartment, not outside. They oh, were in the apartment, gosh, and so the smoke would just that come up to our apartment. Talk about a portal to hell. So the second they would do it, I would just start stand up and start stomping up everywhere around the oh, apartment. I can't stand that. Um, I have poured water on people who used to do it in front of my window. <laughs> it's just like it's smoking to me is the one thing that like. It's there forever. You smell it in everything. You mm-hmm. can't get it out. And so, like, when the moment, it, like, out in public, I already hate you. But, like, in my room? Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, the first maybe week that we stayed here, I was trying to go to bed. And I smelled cigarette smoke coming up from the, the floor. Oh, my God. And, like, I went and what did I do? I, like, I went and got, like, an air freshener or something like that the next day and, like, put it over by my bed. But even still, like, that doesn't do anything. That's... Talk about a combo. Cigarette smells can never even be covered up by, like, Febreze or freshness. It just... Now you just have a worse smell. Yeah. In my, in, in my nose, it just smells worse now. A flowery cigarette. <laughs> Gross. An apple orchard of cigarette smells. Like, that's, <laughs> what I, that's what I'm getting. Not an apple orchard of cigarette smells. Did you have any other questions? No, I was just wondering, because I was, like, thinking about, like, what smells do I like that aren't supposed to be smells because you're a fragrance person i am so i already know what you like to smell but like what else do you like smelling because <laughs> i was like doing hair and i and i was i couldn't find this one hairspray mm-hmm. uh pump it up gold which i'm not being sponsored by them but it is my favorite fragrance to smell like so i sprayed it and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> but like, i'm the crackhead okay so long i was like oh yeah that's right baby yeah out here doing whippets with hairspray <laughs> I was working. Ma'am. So okay. what are some of these um statements that you received? Yes. So uh so I put out a little question just asking people, you know, what are some of their hot takes? Because you know we post out or we talk about ours on the show. And I got a hot take from someone. Their hot take was the LGBTQIA community parties too much and have built a culture on superficiality. Oh. Uh-huh. My immediate response to that was, yeah, I come across superficial people all the time in this community. I jumped into the the party plus drug scene more than just the, oh, we're having a good time, we're having parties. Because, like, of course, like, like, have parties, enjoy yourself, enjoy your queerness, you know. But I sort of unintentionally blended party scene and substance abuse in my response. And so, people, like, I got a lot of comments about... You know, just the the original person's hot take and saying how it's kind of like a it's kind of a tired take on the queer community at this point that all we ever do is party and all we have and all we ever care about is like superficial things. So I'm just I'm curious to know what your take on it is. Hmm. Um. I see the viewpoint. Um. I mean, like, to talk about 
that is to also talk about how we have a whole generation that's just missing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that sense of community just literally died out almost for like two decades. So when I think about the queer community, I think that we're kind of in a rebuilding process. And I feel like in the early 2000s and the early 2010s, a lot of it was just partying and a lot of it is drugs. But I've seen it start morphing into a community, mm -hmm. especially within, I feel like I it's a privilege to do drag. I feel like I'm carrying on and I've been welcomed into a community of other drag performers mm -hmm. of all different spectrums and, and gender identities, uh, performing identities that I have a sense of community. So a lot of my times it's like, well, if you're not into the bar scene, there's other spaces where queer community is existing. It's just not at the bar. So mm -hmm. if you think that's all it is, I, I implore you to challenge yourself to either one, create that community that you think is lacking or look past just the bar scene because that is the bar scene. So why would I go to the bar scene looking for art? Not art, but I mean, like, why would I be looking for, like, something where its main place is to sling drinks mm -hmm. and to party? That is why you were there. Right. So that is a huge component of it. That mm -hmm. is where a lot of nightlife performers make money. That's where a lot of people work. But there are other communities out of there. So I don't necessarily agree with that. So uh, I'm gonna, let's give this person a name. Uh, let's call them Nas. Uh, so knowing Nas as a person, Nas does not do a lot of drinking, does not do a lot of drugs themselves. And they feel as though there are not a lot of queer spaces that don't include, there are not a lot of sober queer spaces. Okay, well, that's kind of a different thing. But I also disagree in that. Well, go down that road. Because like... For me, I know there's a lot of different places you can look into. There's a lot of different, like, there's, there's meetup groups. There are gamer events. There are a different lot of spectrum of things that you can do that aren't always in a bar scene. Whether That's you're, not the question, though. That's not the comment, right? But you said there aren't can... a lot of things that aren't around. There aren't a lot of sober queer events. Right. And there's a lot of these other events that still end up including drugs and alcohol. Go to a, join a queer softball league. As soon as they're done playing the game, it's all about drinking and, and all of that, right? So it's like, uh, I've seen it with softball. I've seen it with rugby. You know, I've seen it with gamer events. It's not just we're here to play games. It's here to play games and drink. So... Mm -hmm. While these other things exist as a so they part want, of them. So they don't want any drinking involved at all. That would make it a sober space. He's saying that there are not a I lot. I don't even think for straight He's people there's a lot of a things lot of, like well, that. You, well, yeah. And like even book clubs, it's like, oh, we're going to read and we're going to drink wine. So I... I but what I mean, it also goes back into what I just said. Like, if that's not the community that... If you see that that's a community lacking, then create it. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I don't disagree with that at all. I think sober is a choice <laughs> just because like, I, and I'm a little kind of like stuck on like, just because you don't want to drink, people can also drink responsibly. Mm -hmm, sure. So it sounds like they're upset where everyone just like, like drinking to get drunk, getting, going out to get fucked up. Sure. It seems like that is the pain point. I, I, I'm assuming that's the pain point, yes. So I still would say like there's still things that are very mild events <laughs> that aren't people getting sloshed. 
mm-hmm. completely. Um, but also, if you want to do softball, then just don't partake in that part where they're drinking. You were just there for what I think softball is the longest thing. That's like two hours that you were hanging out not drinking. Mm-hmm. I would be ready to go at that point. Mm, some people are drinking. <laughs> and some people are, but I mean, like, you're, you're still doing an activity where your main point was... Some, something else is the focus. Yeah. yeah. Drinking happened to be there, where, I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, when I when I originally responded to the comment from Nas, I was in mostly full agreement, but... You know, after taking some time to really sit back and think about it, it's like the queer community is more than just circuit parties and fucking, essentially. And the comment that they made so, still sort of makes it seem like that's all that there is. If you want to complain about circuit parties, complain about circuit parties, right? If you Your com- music sucks. Thank you. Oh, I thought you were asking me. I complain. sure wasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to complain about, you know, like the superficiality of a lot of cis white gays sure yes that's definitely a thing that happens and that's definitely a problem right i mean there's there's some superficiality that exists within any community i would feel mm-hmm. right but i was talking to another friend about this i was making a comment on Nas's comment uh saying that we can't just make broad sweeping statements about any community i will say and and this was part Were of they my www who it. said that who said what <laughs> you can't make any broad statements towards any community. Mm, i had a feeling uh, but he's also making a lot of the same points you are. I know, but like getting stuck on that's a different question. I'm not about to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. We'll discuss it at another time. No, but like you but it's true. Like you can't you can't really make really broad statements like that. I know it feels very it feels very not all white people <laughs> to to make a statement like that. But like we are we're we are so subcultured that we can be specific about what part of the culture seems to be presented this problem now when i first responded to that particular comment i did make a statement about substance abuse that i do stick to that there are a lot of problems with substance abuse within the queer community to the point where it's like an actual problem not just something that people are recognizing or something that people see happening a lot of people will turn to drugs within our community to deal with any kind of social anxiety or any kind of, you know, they can't go out without having to do something to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. So like there's a lot of ODing that happens in our community. There's a lot of, they can't have sex without doing some kind of drug. Like a lot of that exists within the queer community. So mm-hmm. I stick by that part of the statement, but to make it seem like the circuit queens and those who are just looking the fuck are all that are made up in this community. I think that that we can't really say that. Uh, I was, you know, when you first asked that question, I was like, there's how we are perceived and what it actually is. Right. And I believe we are perceived that way. Agree. From like, if you go to any gay bar and you look at that fucking out magazine that Mm -hmm. tells you what's happening, it looks that way. Yeah. It really does. So, like, I think from the outside looking in, it definitely has that vibe. But mm-hmm. I think from the inside, there are a lot of spaces where I've done drag shows that were family-oriented. I've done things that were, you know, in spaces where it wasn't necessarily supposed to be a party scene. So I just, I don't know. I think both both statements are true. Both statements being that I think both exist. A, both exist. Both, mm-hmm. I think, sure, you shouldn't say that, but I also believe, like, you know... I mean, let's Fire Island. I think that is a very valid statement to say about Fire Island. Not to shit on it even more, but like to me, it is very sex and drug and drinking alcohol related. And for me, I 
I would say that is a part of the queer community that is hyper that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I disagree with that a little bit. The circuit parties, the type of events that happen from the outside looking in. But I not a whole lot of circuit is, parties happen on Fire Island. But they have like that dancing thing. When I say circuit parties, it's geared towards white gay men. Okay, so anything that's really geared towards white gay men is really the statement that you're making. <laughs> because, like, I go to Fire Island to go sit on the beach or sit at sit in an apartment. I'm not saying you, but, but I think you have that experience. But I think if I asked ten other dentists, nine of them, <laughs> nine of them would probably say if I had to think of what I would attach to Fire Island, mm-hmm. I would think it would be partying, drugs, and alcohol. I don't think so. I think you know what we'll put a poll up. Okay, let's put a poll up. I think that's. But I, I would say like even for me as a queer, for the first time going, that's all I thought it was going to be. Like I thought it was very superficial. Yeah, that I agree with. You know the the things that I think I dislike the most about the queer community, Mm -hmm. I found it to be resonating wildly in Fire Island. Yeah, I think so. I was sort of discussing this like when we were when we were on fire island or right after we left i was discussing with another friend of ours you know like how you two walked into the fire island experience and what your expectations of what that vacation was going to be me having been before i walked into the fire island experience knowing that i'm just going to go to relax it's not a party vacation it's very much so a chill you're hanging out with your friends and you got a cute little house. You're cooking dinner together. You're having like nice family moments together. That is what I know Fire Island to be. But I, I think maybe because you walked into it with the expectation of we're going to party and there's going to be lots of drugs and this stuff around, you know, maybe that's what you were getting more. Maybe you were seeing that or finding yourself in that environment maybe a little bit more. Cause like even like when you and our friends were like going and some of our friends were like going out, like, notice that a lot of the other people in that house didn't really go out. We were mostly just chilling by the pool or just going to the beach. Whereas, like, you and some of our other friends were like, oh, we're going to go over to the Pines. Or we're going to go to this bar. and We're going to go to this. And we're going to check that out. There's only t- three bars. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yes. But the idea is, like, we were very content just kind of hanging out where it seemed like the vibe that you were expecting was a party vibe. So maybe that's also why you're attributing this sort of party scene, superficial scene to Fire Island, where, you know, like you're saying, oh, if you were to go out and ask a bunch of people, that's what they would attribute it to. I don't know that that's the case. I still I still feel a bit firm about that stance just because that is what I experienced. Now, you all, I think one particularly for that side of the island. Mm-hmm. Is a lot older for those that were staying there. There were elderly people there. (laughs) So, like, I think that there was quite, but I I still feel like to ask, I would love to know what, what were the reasons they would not want to go? Because even in that space, they didn't want to go out and they still don't really go out here, even in Manhattan. Mm, That's fair. But I do. Yeah. But so I'm saying in that same instance, like, if, if I were to, like, say that this is where I think that happens, it is Fire Island to me still. Cherry Grove is quiet. It's older. The houses are smaller. It's not that energy. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like on the pines, baby, that shit is raging. Well, that's also and the amount of people we saw, the amount of people that we saw on, I don't even know what drugs they were on. You remember that? Now is it all coming back to you now? That one dude at a Miss Pixie show. I was like, I don't know 
what? Oh, I was thinking of something else. I was thinking of the guy that kept running into me. Then there's that guy. So it was like every place we went to, we were seeing it kind of. Okay, you named two places. There's only three bars. The other one was closed. I'm pretty sure if we went well, to we were. I wasn't seeing that when we were on the beach. I wasn't seeing that when we were just walking around the grove. Even talking we to the. Walking around. <laughs> talking to the people on the apps. They were telling me what they were doing. They're like, oh, we're going to go to this place and party. So like, I still feel like it is that vibe. Um, okay, I hear what you're saying. I promise I hear what you're saying. But being someone who's gone for week-long trips multiple times, it's never been the vibe that I've gotten. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I'm not going to say that you didn't have that experience. I'm just saying it, it's never been my experience out of the number of times that I've been there. But I wonder what would they want in that sense of community? Like, what would you, what would their community look like? In terms of like a sober community? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it would probably look like movie nights and book clubs and game nights and basically anything anything that you could do just minus the alcohol like i mean even when we're going just to hang out with people at their apartments it's always like oh i'm gonna bring a six-pack or oh, i'm gonna bring you know a bottle of wine or something like that now like you said there's the difference between drinking responsibly and partying and drinking to get messed up what we don't know is if Nas is talking about no alcohol, no drugs, no substances at all, or are we talking about an excessive use of it? Me reading that statement, I would comment only on the scenarios where there's an excessive use of it, which, like I said, I do believe that there's an excessive use of certain substances within our community. I will say this, a quick little Google search I found. There's a website called www.gayandsober.org. I definitely think you should check them out for those who are looking for sober events. Um, that's also within your own queer community. Check them out. But I just found a couple of things just Googling that. So hopefully for those who want that sense of community, but they don't want it in bar spaces, hopefully they will find some community checking out that resource. Yeah, cool. What else you got? That's it. That's all I had. <gasps> oh. Mm. Oh, sorry. Hold on, I have to work on my phone. It's excellent. Hi. Yeah, my feet are out. Let me put a honey on this. All right, girly girl, we are back. Female. I thought we were past it. <laughs> uh, let's get into a little agree to disagree. Uh, I'm really hoping that we agree on this one. So as as our listeners know at this point, uh, I have finally gotten to the fifth season of uh, Real Housewives of Potomac. I actually just got to the re first reunion episode. And so my uh, agree to disagree question for you, given all of the drama that is the fifth season of Potomac, who do you believe is responsible for the altercation between Monique and Candace? Producers. <laughs> Girl. Um, for a little bit of context, Candace and Monique got into a physical altercation mm -hmm. that stemmed from a previous argument from season four, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where Monique said, I will drag Candace pregnant and all. Drag me then. Drag me, Monique. 
I am but we also we also have to talk about you know there's even still backstory before that right because like why were candace and monique even in a bad place when that comment came about i am a big proponent of i don't believe in violence okay however there she is you do not let words fly out of your mouth that you cannot back up i.e talk shit get hit I sort mean, <laughs> you know, there always something outstanding what you believe. Like, if you believe what you say and someone, I'm not saying that, you know, what you say should entice someone to get violent with you, mm-hmm. but be very cautious. If you know something is a heated situation, what you say. Yeah. So that is my answer. That's not an answer. Who... Out of Candace or Monique or a completely different party, do you think is responsible for that altercation? Mm, both. I think both are responsible. Okay. I'm going... Candace rang the doorbell and Monique answered the door. She said, are you going to... What are you going to do? You're going to drag me, Monique? 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 So Monique dragged her. So I'm not saying, I say they, you know, like, as I said, like, don't knock on the door if you don't want someone to answer it. And if you are about that life, then don't be about it. But that still would mean that Candace started it. She came knocking at the door repeatedly. I would say she initiated the the exchange. That's the question. Who, so. Because that. Because she was like, are y'all good? She's like, I love Monique. Like, it was already your taunting. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you entered into the space. Mm-hmm. I do believe, I, I can't quite remember, but I, I want to say that I felt like Candace entered into personal space with the hands. Yes. Then Monique did the same. Mm-hmm. To me, that sounds like Candace started it. Uh... While you ponder that idea, I'm going to give my little spiel for a second. So, I'm very much a proponent of, Candace was talking that cash shit, and she did not believe that anybody would ever do anything to her. She has been known to antagonize, more or less, since she entered onto the show. Maybe not so much season, what was it, three where she came on? Yeah, I think she came on season three. Which also, like, she was introduced onto the show as a friend of Ashley's. And then that relationship tanked super fast. But you bad wench. <laughs> Candace constantly antagonizing. Constantly. Because she doesn't believe that someone's actually gonna do something. Or no, I'll just I'll just say that. She doesn't think that she's gonna get her ass beat. And I think that's what really what it comes down to. And so she talked the wrong shit to the right person and ended up getting dragged. Now, the altercation on uh, Katie's farm. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember how that started, where Monique got to the point. Candace's mouth. There it is. Candace's mouth gets her in trouble. I think it was another, because she was, that was a season where Candace was saying that Ashley didn't want to get pregnant because she was drinking. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then like when he was like, the same thing she did to me, you're doing to her. And I didn't like it. And you agreed that she didn't like it. So like, it was like a friend calling a friend out. Yeah, she was, was mad that Monique was taking Ashley's side 
and all of the altercations or uh, all of the, you know, heated discussions between Candace and Ashley. Yes. Monique took her side. And so Ashley was like, or Candace was like, I thought you were riding for me, whatever. This is some bullshit. So she starts antagonizing, starts talking her cash shit again. So Monique says, I will still drag you pregnant and all. So, of course, Candace, not thinking that anybody's ever going to actually act on it, just because maybe because Monique is like who she is, right? Typically trying to stay composed, trying to give this this image of being composed and proper. She doesn't think that Monique is actually going to do something. Mm -hmm. So she says, then do it. Drag me. Fast forward. She's antagonizing at the table. I love everyone at this table. It's like, okay, you're taunting now. You are starting taunting because you don't think that somebody's going to respond. Monique catches on to your bullshit and says, okay, girl, whatever. Candace starts talking with her hands. She talks with her hands. But she's very, she's, it's very clear that she's directing these hands towards Monique. So Monique is like, all right, we're here now. Grabs that wig and proceeds to slam her on the table. Candace 100% started it. Now, the entire reason all of this started in the first place is stupid. It all came down to Candace misinterpreting a comment that Monique made about Katie and her Amistad comment. That's where all of it came from. Truthfully, yeah. It all started from her misunderstanding what Monique meant about that comment and then running to tell Ashley Giselle. what Monique... Was it Giselle? She told Giselle. Telling Giselle that. I mean, you know, telling Giselle anything is like... <laughs> In the words of Veep, she's going to salt and pepper that up. Maybe it's Giselle's fault. <laughs> no. Those were grown women. They knew what they know what that show is. They know what they're doing. Like, you know, like, I feel like everybody on that show wants, on those types of shows, wants to push things as far as they can. Oh, absolutely. Because there's so many really, non-situations that turned into situations. And I just didn't think that, like, real life caught up. <laughs> she was unprepared. <laughs> But like, actually, hold on. Let's let's take a second. Let's let's take a second. So Candace tells Giselle that Monique was trying to say that Katie looked like a slave. Yes. How does the information get back to Monique that that's what Candace said? Because Giselle told Ashley, and Ashley is friends with Monique. At that so time. then it's Giselle's fault. Mm, okay. All of this, all of this misunderstanding didn't have to happen. But Giselle ran to say, you know what? I'm still. Yeah, I mean, she certainly if, if stirred. Candace... She certainly stirred the pot between those two friends. Right, she stirred the pot, and it just it never got unstirred. There was never a point where things simmered from that. Ooh, actually, wait, nope, that's not true. You get to the reunion that season, and Candace and Monique have their their uh, makeup. Their makeup. So the real issue for season five was the rumor, which you haven't gotten to the reunion yet, which you kind of need to finish that. Was it the what rumor? You need to watch the season five reunion because there was a plot, apparently, which that's why she was originally mad with Candace because Sharice was telling everyone that she yes, was... Yes, this I know. So that was a real... So like, those are two separate things. As you said, they squashed it. Uh-huh. It was the fact that... Sharice showed Charisse up. popped up. She was like, you know and me Charisse and her. And Sharice was spreading rumors about Monique and her trainer. And as you're her... Now that we were rudely interrupted by Siri and some song called Red Rat, that actually kind of sounded like... Honestly, this past week, my Alexa called me fat. What? Yeah. I was like, hey, Alexa, uh, what's the weather like today? 
So-and-so, so-so, it was 74 degrees today with a high of 82 degrees. Should I tell you about nutritional facts? <laughs> Alexa said... I have never been scalped by technology. <laughs> Alexa said you fat bitch. Seriously. <laughs> She's like, if you weren't worried about sweating, you wouldn't have to ask me. <laughs> so, um, what's the problem? Let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. So, the real issue comes down to Sharice showing up at an event that was, that Candace was hosting, knowing that there's these rumors going around that Candace claims that she didn't know anything about. She didn't know. She thought that the issues between Sharice and Monique were in the past. Mm-hmm. So then it comes down to, again, a misunderstanding or miscommunication of situations or Candace choosing was, to ignore. I think there was a lot of things that happened off camera that season, which I'm finding a lot is happening within these franchises. Mm-hmm. They're having like off camera conversations that comes in camera, but you don't have the backstory you don't get to the it. Story. So I think something else, and like as I said, you kind of have to get to the reunion. Okay. Where a lot of stuff starts playing out, where I'm like, well, that was never discussed. Oh, interesting. But, like, in a sense, like, an argument between two people, like, do not buck up a chest. Like, that's the thing I remember my dad taught me. He was just like, don't buck up if you're not ready for something. Because otherwise you might find yourself in a situation you were unprepared for. Right. And that applies to a lot of things in life. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think she got got. I don't think I would have called the police. I would have sued Monique. Because mm-hmm. she's got all these houses. One of them houses would have been mine. <laughs> you said, are you going to drag me, Monique? And she got dragged. I, I am firmly of the mind uh, Candace talked shit, got hit. I think that she antagonized the entire thing. The entire thing could have been avoided. It did not have to go where it went. But I also think Monique was also picking at her a lot. Like when they went to her house and about like them telling Ashley that Michael was with some strippers that night. Remember she got really mad because they were fucking up her plans. Like I do have to give it. Candace did walk away from a lot of like tiny fights that Monique seemed to be trying with her. Right. But she that, took the bait at that wine tasting. Right. She took the bait. She at the took wine the bait tasting. at the wine tasting. So that's why I say I really think wow. like they're both kind of to blame for that. Because it's like, how much are you going to pick at Candace before Candace is going to? But Candace says she already acknowledged that Monique was trying to start things with her. So uh-huh. if you're aware of that. I'm just going to remove myself from that shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I'm aware someone, like, irritates me, Mm -hmm. I remove them, like, from groups. So. (laughs) I don't, I think they're ice. That was joke. Go on. (laughs) So. You're going to bleep that out. Fine. So, uh, I think they're really, I'm going to say it is 55%. Candace's fault. No, I'm gonna give that to Monique. Yeah, now that you say that, I'm thinking Monique. I'm gonna give it to Monique. Monique was picking and picking and picking and picking. Yeah, it was 49 and 51 percent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 49 girl. and 51. Hold on, I'm getting a call. No, I wouldn't say nothing about you. Yeah, yeah, you know what she's saying. Welcome back. I'm so glad we had this time together, sis. Yes. Shared some laughs, some joy, and something. Da, 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 Kirby, not whatever. Do you have a hot take for this week? 
I do. My hot take is not necessarily a hot take, but something that really just annoys me. It's a lukewarm. It's a. It's, a, <laughs> it's not really a take because I'm sure everyone gets annoyed by this. It's a warm sentence. <laughs> and that is all it's going to be. I'm not going to explain any, anything further because it's going to be understood. ASMR videos should not have loud ass commercials in the middle of them. Any ASMR video when it's on YouTube that has a commercial in the middle of it, why? Fix it. Girl, That's you, all I got. You ain't got premium? Oh, we are just living on two different sides of the train tracks. Why are you paying for so much stuff that you don't need to pay for? Uh, well, technically I don't. So that's why we're living on two different sides of the train tracks. Well, so I'm in the bartering system. So like me and my friends will like get a family plan of something uh-huh. and then share it. Okay. So like shout out to Jay Lee. She has the family plan. So I'm on it. And, but I also have like a Spotify family plan and she's on that. Uh-huh. So you're both that. paying for some... But, like, we split other things. We also have, like, crunchy... Like, we're in, I'm in the era of, like, let's share our resources. Okay. Like, how you're on now, the commercial-free plan... Girl, of, when I'm done with Potomac, Hulu's. I don't need it anymore. You... Okay, I'm just whatever. Getting, I'm just okay, Hulu has, Hulu, Hulu has some good shows on there. Outside I know, but I already pay for Hulu. Or actually, I don't even pay for Hulu. I get it for free through but it's uh, with commercials. Something. I don't care about commercials that much. And that's why your ears hurt every time you're in between your ASMR shit. But it's not every <laughs> ASMR video. It's literally, there's a handful of them with one particular artist. And oh, oh, it's the monetized ones. Oh, he hates whoever y'all. There's one person. And sometimes they'll do a commercial in the very beginning before they even start the video. Fine. Wow, he hates you But there's y'all. some people that put it in the... Why, why are you putting it in the middle of the video? Wow, he hates The entire y'all. idea is to relax, sometimes fall asleep. Why would you put it in the middle of the video? Is it is it the same commercial? No. But like that's the quickest way to like if if the idea is to get someone to click on something in the commercial and that's how they get paid or you have to finish watching one of their videos to get it to have it have an actual view, wouldn't it make sense to not put the commercial in the middle of the video in the first goddamn place? But isn't it one of those I've I've been down with you you lowlies. And I watched a YouTube once that wasn't on premium. Ugh. Oh my god! And like I realize now, like if you don't skip ad, it keeps playing more. Does it do that? No. Oh, the well, I did. I saw that. I was like, oh, that is. T-. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna skip ad. Like I was far away from my computer. Uh huh. It'll just go into it, and it just started playing a whole new ad. I was like, what the fuck? It's like no one asked. I'm for just this. watching ads at this point. If I don't click skip ad, that's so stupid. But yeah, that is kind of terrible. What ASMR do you listen to? I'm not. I don't understand the question. <laughs> like Isn't there different or... ASMR? Like there's snow crunching. There's someone whispering. Oh, there's like will... people popping bubbles or some shit. I will listen to anything that except pussy. for mukbangs. I can't stand the sound of people chewing food. I don't like that either. I hate it. I, I love like... a nice role play. I love. It's usually whispering role or tapping. Play? Yeah, like when people do like photography role plays or like barbershop role plays and you're listening to like the sounds of the camera click or the sounds of the scissors cutting the hair oh i thought you just meant like someone was role playing as a photographer i mean yeah that's the idea but no like okay can you step closer head down yeah oh they do that too yeah that's that type of ASMR. I think it's like the um oh. there's like ASMR that's about following directions or paying attention 
but it's it's still going to be about like the sounds of the camera clicking and waiting for them to tell you what position to get into and stuff like that. That is interesting. I did not know that ASMR went into that realm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. What's your hot take, girl? Like yours, mine is lukewarm. It's around drag competitions. I hate that you have to kind of pimp out your friends to bring and get drinks. I hate that, but also like shout out to Shaquita. I was there for the semifinals and she like listed like how, how many performers, how many drinks were ordered in their name. And she was like, this is what really counts here. When you're a drag queen, you need people to come in, you need people to buy drinks. That is the stock of your worth. And that was the first time anyone ever said that out loud on the microphone. And it felt like that was a very great explanation to why some of those decisions were made for who were picked. Mm. It had nothing to do really with the talent. It just had to do with how many people did they bring to that room, mm -hmm. which I also hate because I feel like you're pimping out your friends, but also respected that someone actually finally said that this is really what matters. So that's my hot take. It's a weird hot take, but that's that's how I feel. So neither really hot takes, but you know, lukewarms, lu lukewarms, more statements of, hey, why this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, girl, where can they find you? You can find me at Harriet underscore Tugsman on the Instagram. You can find me always at the third Thursday of every month at Rock Bar for Friendly Black Hotties. And you can also find me crying in my room. <laughs> um, what time for Friendly Black Hotties, my dear? We start at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. And I am Jax. Of course, you can find me at J-A-X-X Chillmonger on Instagram. And of course, you can find both of us at Take Me Off Podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. And if you ever want to send us an email, where can they send us an email? You can send us an email to WTMOSpodcast at gmail.com. That's W as in weight, T as in take, me as in M. <laughs> OS. <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. All right, girl. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.